Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John LaRita, your host. All right, so I got to tell you a story about a, uh, wow, horrifically painful workout experience. Um, I've got, so as you know, I work out with my brother-in-law, Jeff, and uh, we work out five days a week. That's the goal, at least. You know, for most weeks, we hit that. Um, and we do this, we, we typically have this routine where we do working out with weights on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we do spin class Tuesday and Thursday. So our two other friends, Tommy and Kevin are also workout partners and they do their, they do a a different type of workout. They have a trainer that leads them through these timed workouts. And it's a very different style. If you've ever done, um, if you've ever done, uh, um, she's drawing a blank. Um, oh, wow. Uh, CrossFit. It's similar to that where it's a lot of different exercise thrown in and it's time-based and rep-based and all this kind of stuff. So it's a different style of workouts. And when you do those and you do them right, they are killer. I mean, absolutely killer. So they had done a workout that they shared with us, which was a series of three different movements and it was done in four rounds. So you had to do these three things four times. You had to do that round four times. And they had times to it. So uh, Tommy and Kevin did this and they sent us the routine and then they sent us their time. So it was kind of like, all right, hey, challenge. And sure enough, Jeff and I were, okay, challenge accepted. So we went in, this was last Friday and we did, got ready for this, but here was the workout. It was basically a combination of doing um, uh, 25 uh, single arm uh, dumbbell presses, so overhead presses. So think about a 45-pound dumbbell. You had to have hold held up by your shoulder, and you had to press it all the way overhead, extend it all the way overhead. And you had to do that. 25 times with each arm. So a 45-pound dumbbell now, so I've been working out for most of my life, and that's not easy. 45 pounds is a big dumbbell, so you got to have a lot of strength and stamina with this, and you're doing that basically four times. So you're doing 100 reps with each arm, 24, a 45-pound dumbbell. Unreal. So anyways, you do the dumbbell... Uh, single arm dumbbell presses, followed by 50 air squats, which I love the word air squats, like, you know, like you're squatting air. Whoa, hey, wow, you did air squats today? Dude, that's impressive, man. Wow, how much air did you actually squat? Wow, that's amazing that you did that. Well, yeah, I get it. But air squats, actually, when you do 50 of them, It's not easy. And when you weigh 245 pounds like I do, it's not easy. Okay. So all you naysayers out there, you try it. 50 year squats and you got to do it four times and you're in the middle of this routine. It's like really 
fast pace, you're out of breath, crazy. But then just for laughs and giggles, the third exercise in this is rowing machine. Now, if you've rowed before or been on a rowing machine, you know how this can just fire up your lungs like crazy. So you have to do 500 meters. Now, this is a race. It's a timed thing. So you're not just you know, lallygagging and just doing the Sunday stroll, you're pushing it, right? 500 meters, you're really pushing hard to get through this thing. And typically, you know, under two minutes is a really good time for 500 meters. So again, you've got the 25 dump, 45 pound dumbbell, 25 on each arm. That's the first movement. The second is the air squats, 50 reps. And then you've got this 500 meters in the row and you've got to do that whole thing four times. So I got to tell you, we were on our way to the gym. I, this was like, I just had the worst attitude ever. I'm thinking, and Jeff's thinking, we're just thinking, we're like, what? Are we sure that that's the workout? The 45-pound dumbbell thing got got me totally dorked up. I'm thinking, that's no way. Um, and we got, we did a little pre-workout, you know, cardio and stuff. And I'm thinking, it's just on my mind that I'm just, be, I'm realizing I'm going into this thing with the worst attitude absolutely worst attitude thinking about the pain this is going to be and and my time is going to be above everybody else's i'm going to come in last place i'm going to be you know i'm not even going to finish it because you had 27 minutes to do it if it if you didn't it didn't you know they had to do it the game so to speak was you had to do it under 27 minutes um so anyways jeff and i you know stretched out we get to the point and bottom line is uh part of this, part of facing something that's painful is you just have to go into robot mode and you've just got to do it. You've literally got to just do it. So we just said three, two, one. Okay. Begin. So sometimes we think so much about the task we're prepping mentally, we're getting ourselves psyched up, psyched out, and it becomes even harder and harder and harder to just start. Once you start, you're typically not going to stop. You're already going. So the hardest part is just getting started. But what I was thinking about so much leading up to it was the pain of the actual moment of being in there for 20 minutes or whatever it was going to be and going through this. My mind was fixated on the pain. And instead, I had kind of an aha moment. I said, all right, I'm not going to think about this. What I'm going to think about is that the 25-minute mark when I'm done, or 30 minute mark, whatever, and I'm resting and I'm done and it's over. And 25 minutes from now, it will be over. It's done. And then I can enjoy the rest of the day feeling accomplished. And I just recentered my focus to that. And that helped dramatically. So sometimes when we're facing that ugly task we're going to make or do repeatedly, whatever it is, the thing we don't want to do, we've just got to think about the after point, not the during, but the after point. Okay. Um, that's number one. That's lesson number one. Here's the second thing that I learned out of this. Um, I had my 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 phone set up so I could see the timer and keep track of my time as I'm going through this thing. For the first six minutes, I'm fixated on it. You know, I'm trying to do these dumbbell things. I'm looking at the time and trying to figure out and pace myself and everything like that. And then my screen shut out. It went dark. And I'm like, oh, geez, I forgot to set the thing so it doesn't do the thingy, whatever. And... Um, and, and so I had no time for the rest of this. I had no idea. I was kind of going blind. I had no idea. That proved to be a great thing. 
Lesson number two is sometimes we measure so frequently. Now, you know I'm big on measuring and checkpoints and everything like that as a leader, but sometimes we do it too much. If you do it too much, it takes your eye off the ball, what you're trying to do. I remember taking a driving class. I truly remember this when I was 17 years old, and I was in the car with a kid who was also taking it, and it was his turn to drive. And I remember his, I just kept looking at him. His eyes kept going down, up, down, up, down, up. He'd look at the speedometer. He'd look at the street. Look at the speedometer. Look at the street. Look at the speedometer. Look at the street. Look at the speedometer. Look at the street. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to crash. Like I haven't even got my license and I'm going to be in an accident. I'm not even driving. This is ridiculous. We're not even live through this thing. The point is, and the instructor finally saw him and he's like, listen, stop watching the speedometer. You're, you're fine. Just keep driving. Um, the bottom line is you, the more you look at that, you drive yourself crazy. You forget the task sometimes, the objective of the task. If I was looking so much at the clock, I'm not focusing on what I'm actually doing. I might lose count of my reps. I might not be focused on the form, whatever it is. I'm not getting as good of a workout. So sometimes you have to stop with the measuring. For this purpose, it actually worked out very well for me. Here's the third thing. The third thing that I realized is I would never have done this if it was by myself. I never would have come up with the idea to do this challenge. I never, even if it was posed to me, I wouldn't have done it had Jeff not done it with me. It's just so much easier to do painful things when you have other people doing them with you. So why do something that you know you have to do or you want to do or for a long-term goal, but that's painful. Why do it on your own? If you're training for a marathon, why run and train on your own? Why not have a partner? Do something. That's why um, That's why uh, Peloton is so successful, right? You've got a community of people that's doing it with you. Anytime, something painful that they make a little bit more pleasurable because you've got the relationships, the, pain, the, the uh, pleasure from the community aspect. So those were the three things I learned. When all's said and done, I got done my time actually was really better than I would have thought it would have been. I ended up uh, beating the uh, the other guys and felt great about that. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, but you know what? In reality, it was awesome. We all won. I mean, it wasn't what was fun. It was fun to have done it, not fun while we were doing it. But it was kind of this cool competitive thing. And um, bottom line is, we all won because we did it. We all did it. We all did it under twenty seven minutes. Uh, but those three things were big lessons for me. One is don't focus on all the pain. Don't be thinking about all the pain before you're doing a painful task. Think about the aftermath and how you're going to feel. That's what you got to be thinking about. Secondly, don't me- don't overmeasure. Take your eye off the speedometer. Watch the road that you're driving on. Enjoy the scenery. Get more out of the experience. Don't be measuring too much. And third, when you've got a painful task, do it with somebody else. Don't do it by yourself. I promise you it's dramatically easier. Your chances of doing it and sticking to it are significantly higher if you get somebody else involved in it too. So um, just figured I'd share my workout story as uh, as a leadership lesson, leading yourself and leading other people. So hope that was helpful, uh, valuable, interesting. Hey, if you want some ideas on workouts, Maybe I can give you a couple. Let me know. Um, As always, appreciate your ideas for future guests and content and all that kind of good stuff. Like, share, subscribe, go down below, give five-star review, and I will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. 
lead on.